And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It's the Mike Kelter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. I forgot to tell you guys something. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to join us here in a couple minutes. So I had COVID last week for the second time. I had it very early on when Spanish infected all of us. Didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then I got it the other day. Didn't know about it. Came home, took a test, and turned out I was positive. And uh, it went away, like, after three days, and I tested negative, and I was doing fine. Still got a little bit of a leftover remnants of the cough and the little sneeze and stuff. Um, I was driving in the car with my daughter. I picked her up from school, and I tried to let a secret fart out. Oh. You know? Uh-huh. And she goes, after a couple minutes, she goes, oh, did you fart? And I go, no. I lie all the time. Mm-hmm. I go, no, it must have been you. And she's like, no, no, no. And then I got home. And I went in the laundry room where the cat box is, and there was a towel on the floor, and the towel had been um, wet for some reason. And I go, did that goddamn cat pee on this? I picked it up, and I smelled it, and I go, oh, no, it just got wet. Uh, Michael. Yes, I'll grab it in a second. Then I went to the uh, uh, soap from that I got from the um, soap place, and I couldn't smell. I lost my sense of smell. Oh, it's slowly coming uh, back, though. It's slowly coming back. Huh. I'm sorry, Carmen. What were you going to say? I was going to say our uh, guest is on the hotline. Where? I don't see the hotline. Will you pick it up for us? Yes. There you go. Don, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How's it going? This is uh, Welcome Back Donald Trump Jr. to the show. What? So now, uh, listen, I love watching you talk. You're, you're a great talker, and I expected at some point, if you didn't run for office, to see you on TV. But now you're doing a podcast. Not so easy, is it, pal? No, man, it's it's not. I, you know, I'm only doing like 90 minutes uh, a couple times a week. So to do what you guys do for hours a day, uh, def- definitely not so easy. But, uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm a Trump. I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the system. Uh, and I, I understand your uh, your dad was one of your recent guests. Um, I got yeah. I got I to tell you that I think would be great because, you know, probably more than anybody how to how to get answers out of him, how to make him, you know, how to how to poke the right buttons. Oh, listen, I, I think so. But then I also have to kind of, you know, I'm not, I don't live with them. I'm not like Hunter where, yeah, I'm hiding out in the White House still or Mar-a-Lago <laughs> at 45, 50 years old. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, it's a little bit harder. It's actually interesting when it's your dad. It's like, well, you want to sort of go somewhere, but you also want to be respectful of that. It's like, I'm not doing my day job. Whereas you know, I got some congressman or some senator to be stupid. I'm going to, I'm going to ride their ass. It's a little, it's a little different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me. I know. I've had some people on here that I want to just destroy and I'm like, I, I still like them. I still have questions and things. I want to be respectful. Uh, so so I think I think it's great because I always like the way you uh, the way you, you talk on TV, whether you're representing Republicans or your dad, you always come across well. But, man, I know you're not going to be surprised about this. OK, but it is unbelievable how many people hate you. I put up that you were going to be on the show proudly. You've been on the show a bunch of times before. And I and I enjoy going through the comments to see how easily people are offended by you. Just your name. 
Yeah, they, they get triggered pretty easily. And I guess it's because I, I don't pull punches, right? I, I say what I'm thinking, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes I you know, even uh, piss off the people on, you know, supposedly my side and stuff right. like that. And it's, that, that's the reality, man. We, people are incapable of hearing a dissenting opinion at this point. Uh, you know, if, if it's not the narrative that you believe or that you've been spoon-fed or force-fed for the last few years, uh, you're clearly wrong. They don't want to listen to it. And... You know, again, that's what sort of got us Joe Biden. We understand this. That's the way it. Uh, uh, that's the way it works. But yes, it, it's it's sort of interesting. It's at this point for me, it's totally binary. People either like me or they absolutely hate me, and there's not really much of a middle ground. And and honestly, that's fine. It was that was the nice thing about politics. Amazingly enough, getting into that game, uh, you know, it'll, it people showed their true colors. Even those people who to text me and be like, hey, man, I love what you're doing. And then you see them on Facebook be like, this is terrible. I can't mm-hmm. believe they did this. They're horrible people. You know, like they're clouting yeah. uh, you know, to friends, but then they're telling me personally that they, they agree with everything that we're doing. And for me, it was actually really cathartic. Like, because I was like, yep, that person is just out of my life. And they're like, you know, I have these guys. Hey, man, you don't, you don't call anymore. Like, if I'm in town, you know, there's no effort to have, like, lunch. And I'm like... Yeah, dude, like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I saw what you're saying. Like, I just, I don't need that in my life. So I actually cleaned out all the crap uh, in my life in terms of sort of the fake friends and uh, pretend acquaintances or those who are willing to sort of trash me behind the scenes who still, you know, at least to my face, pretended they liked me or, you know, wanted to use me for something. So for me, it was actually really good because, you know, you have those friends that's like, Okay, once a year we'll go get lunch, and it's, yeah. uh, you never really want to go, but you kind of do it out of the obligation. Like I got rid of all of that. Yeah, uh, no, um, no one relates to that more than me. I started the show this morning by saying how great of a feeling it is that I have a a superpower where I don't have a problem telling people I don't like them and I just don't want to talk to them anymore. And it, it really is a uh, mentally, it's it's healthy for you to be able to do that. Uh, are you prepared to go through this all again? as your dad runs for president again and have to start almost start all over and, and go through what's going to be a, a crazy year or a possible crazy next well, five you know, years. It, it almost never stopped, Mike. It, it, it just, yeah. you know, so we, we've been dealing with that, ever, whether it's investigations or the never-ending lawsuits or the, this, that, and the other. So, you know, I, I've been in it basically for seven years now, and I, you know, I don't think that's going to change. So uh, I, I think we need it as a country. I think we need it as, uh, you know, as the father of five young kids. Uh, where America's going right now, the things that they're pushing on the Democrat side, sort of the hills to die on for the Democrat Party. It's like, man, we, we just got to make sure that never happens because uh, we're, we're going to lose our whole country. I, I, I can't quite possibly imagine that Joe Biden would have a chance of being president again. I can't imagine, especially when for the past three years I've been driving around. Oh, and out on me. I'm sorry, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, hello? Hey, you there? You, you, yeah, you yeah. Can in you... and out. I hear that. Go quick and then it. Yep, I'm yeah, in. it sounds like there's like a call waiting thing or something coming through. What I was going to say is I can't possibly imagine a, a Joe Biden being president again for so many of the reasons him being so old, the country being in, in the bad shape that it's in now. I can't imagine this happened. So I, I, I the only thing I could uh, I could see is if it comes down to it, if it's going to be a battle between uh, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Who I know, uh, I know the situation there. But, but is there any redeeming quality about the Santas? Is there something you could see them doing together? I don't know. I, I don't know that you're even legally allowed to, because you can't have two people from the same state, as, uh, uh, you know, constitutionally. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it's probably you know, I, I imagine it, it's it's beyond that at this point. You see, sort of the online influencers constantly doing their thing, and you know, they're paid by the team, so 
keep the hands clean. And it, like, we understand how the game is really played. And unfortunately, most people don't get that. So they're like, oh, Trump went after him. I'm like, yeah, but they've been doing it for, you know, nine, eight, a year, probably yeah. a year and a half. Uh, sort of behind the scenes doing this stuff. So, no, and then you saw the flip-flop on the Ukraine. You know, the answer he gave Tucker, and then two days later you saw, you know, the donor class was really upset with him, and so he's got to change his answer. And I'm like, oh, man, like, you know, I, I, I want to have a deeper bench uh, as a as a conservative, uh, as someone who believes in this stuff. So, you know, I want to have that deeper bench, but if I see that, and you, you see the flip-flopping, uh, you see the sort of the weak approach on that, and it's like, ah, oh, no, I thought we had a better bench than that. And, you know, that's the reality. We need more strong Republicans uh, in line, uh, you know, because, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, down the road after 24 and you're know, getting into 28, you know, like it's not going to be Donald Trump at 28, right? That's just, that's just clear. Like I love, I actually love Donald Trump as a one-term president now going in and just burn the place down because you don't have to try to get elected. You don't have to try to make friends. You've seen, you know, coming into it from being out of politics, never having been in that game. Now you know where all the bodies are buried. You yeah. know who all the scumbags are. You, you now have the, the Rolodex of people that you don't just have to call. You know, the one guy that I know that maybe knows something about this. So, yeah, give me some good advice, and I'm going to assume they're going to do the right thing for the country. Uh, that was a that, That's a wrong assumption. Uh, now he knows that, and I think it's just it, – it's different. But, yeah, I do. I do would – I would love to see, you know, a deeper bench. But, again, one that doesn't roll over to their donors – doesn't cater to like the Fox News, Paul Ryan, uh, you know, sort of, you know, weak conservative side that just that gives up everything. And, you know, I thought we had more of those kind of people in that lineup. But you know, so far, we don't. Along those lines, have you uh, and I'm not asking for inside information. I'm, I'm sure that you've had to think about it. Who would who would you like to see your dad run with uh, as a vice president? Honestly, I don't know yet. I think that there's there's some good options. I think you need, you know, whether it's someone who, you know, you sort of task with a specific thing, you know, unlike, you know, Kamala Harris, who's the borders are and the this mm-hmm. are, and then doesn't do any of those things. Like, you know, there's going to be things that, you you know, you're going to need and just be like, hey, find someone who's a subject matter expert on some of those most important things and be like, hey, congratulations, you're on this or you're on these two things. Just go get that done. Um, you know, it, it, I think that'll be important. So, uh, you know, I don't really have a, a set choice, uh, you know, right now um, yeah. that, I, that I'd love to see. I think there's a couple of good options, but um, a, a lot, you get a lot of runway to still figure out what exactly it is that's going to be that primary thing. Because, you know, you're seeing it every day right now with what's changing here. I mean, uh, you know, whether it's the border, whether it's the insanity of the legislation, you know, Men can play women's sports. What could possibly go wrong? This is wonderful, and daughters should celebrate this. And if they don't, they're terrible women. Like it's like we're insane right now, Mike. Like I, I, nothing is making mine. Nothing is making is baffling me more. I grew up in New York, and uh, I don't know when the last time you were on the subway was, but the subways in New York are have been scary since the seventies for me when I was a kid. And this situation in the subway where. If I'm on the subway with my daughter and some guy is going nutso and talking about killing people and wanting to go back to jail, I'm putting him in the chokehold. I'm knocking him out if I have to. I'm doing whatever I can to protect my family. And how anybody doesn't understand that and how people are protesting and stopping the the subway. I mean, this guy, we've seen this before. We've seen, how many times we've seen guys hurt people on the subway? Finally, somebody stands up for themselves, the other passengers. And then these people are out there protesting. It's I don't understand what where we live in either. Well, they're not not just protesting. They want them to go to jail for murder and yeah. morons like AOC out there. Like when they you know, and they do this this sort of totally deceptive thing, and the media really buys into it, which is like the 
he was a great man. Look at this video of him dancing like Michael Jackson. I'm like, what you the video like 15 years ago? Like, oh yeah, like I've done, a, you know, I've done a nice thing in my life, but I don't think you'd give me all these uh, extra redeeming qualities if it was me. But they don't talk about him punching. What was it? A 67 year old woman in the yeah. face on the subway platform. They don't talk about him doing to a 64 year old man. They don't talk about the seven year old girl that he tried kidnapping. Like, they don't talk about, you know, a multiple-page rap sheet. They show one video that look, makes him look like an endearing subway performer that was choked out for no real reason. Right. And they keep that from the American people. And that's the problem is that, you know, people are making emotional decisions based on information that is totally incomplete. You yeah. know, if you see that one video, you're like, oh, wow, there's a great guy. And, and maybe there was a time that he was. Now he's mentally insane. He was threatening and harassing a group of people. A young Marine stepped in to save their lives. And then, yeah, listen, it's unfortunate. I don't, I don't wish death upon anyone. Sure. Um, but, like, that happened because they're not able to do anything. They don't want to fund the police. Yeah. They don't want to do it. Listen, I'm from New York, too. Right? Like, I, I, know, I know people who, you know, they commute in to work and they come in from the suburbs. I, you know, I know women that are successful like intelligent women that they're afraid to go to work. They travel in bands because they have to get together and meet on, you know, the train platforms coming in from the suburbs or whatever, because they're afraid to go into like Penn station or grand central station because it's that bad right now. Like it's, it's a caricature of itself, Mike. And it's that bad that these are people who've been doing it for 20 years. They're now, afraid and they're trying to figure out alternate ways to be able to get to work because they can't use the systems that are designed for that because their government, their mayor, their police chiefs, their DAs don't want to do anything about the actual problem that exists there and that they're destroying the city. It's 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 absolutely insane, and uh, and the more I see examples like that, and then I try to. I used to think when I was a kid, because you come out of college sometimes, and you you learn all these. You come out a liberal guy. I'm going to vote for this guy, and I'm going to change the world. And then you kind of open up and see what the world is really like. And uh, I I can't believe how many people who those same people who hated that you were going to be on the air today are the same people that refuse to believe all of the. Uh, all of the evidence, everything that pushes through to show you that Hunter Biden, the Ukraine, the drug video, the the, the big guy, all this stuff that's actually there right in front of your eyes. And everybody's like, well, we don't that. They, people just talk about it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's it's evidence that's on TV yeah. every day, but, but every my, day. Imagine you did one simple reversal. Imagine it was me. What would they be saying? I mean, clearly yeah. I'd be guilty. I'd be in Gitmo right now. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. You know, there's, there's no, yeah. Oh no, but like, if it was me, they say, "Oh yeah, well, he obviously did this." I don't, yeah. I don't know why. You know, a guy that's like, you know, a crackhead, whoremongering, like, you know, guy that, you know, the Chinese they gave him a billion dollars, obviously because he's a great investor. Right? <laughs> you see the stuff coming out now. Well, Joe Biden was taking pay-to-play money uh, in Ukraine, like. Of course they were. Like, why, why else would they give Hunter Biden a job if they weren't leveraging it for policy decisions? Like, he does, he's not in the energy sector. He was right. making a hundred grand a month to sit on a board of a company in a language he doesn't speak in a business he knows nothing about. Like, why was that happening? Like, and, well, and this is not a stretch. It's not like, like you, not even a. You don't need to convince yeah, somebody. There's no other explanation for it, right? Like, you know, I don't care what you say about any. Like, you you, you don't just put an idiot on your board for the sake of like, oh, we, we need some diversity, so we're going to put a crackhead, 
and it doesn't speak the language on the board. What could go wrong? This is, you know, these people aren't as stupid as uh, as we are these days. Uh, I, I don't know what your policy is for your for the guests on the podcast, but I tell people all the time. I would uh, people are like, oh, you talk to this guy, you put that, give that guy airtime. We talked to a guy who was in love with a dolphin one time. I'm going to talk to anybody on this show who is of interest and who is, uh, you know, getting public attention right now. And then that's that's how we operate. Both sides of whoever we got, but politicians, uh, uh, the good guys, the bad guys. I'm putting everybody on because that's what makes a show interesting. And I would imagine you go through the same uh, situation now with your podcast. Donald Trump Jr. has a podcast. Uh, that is exclusively on Rumble. Rumble is kind of like the new Twitch now. Everybody's going over there. Uh, our friend Anna Paulina Luna was on. Of course, uh, Donald Trump Sr. was on. And uh, and I would imagine that you are not afraid to talk to people who are, who are uh, you know, opposing thoughts of yours. Yeah, listen, at, at this point, I'll talk to anyone. Because, I, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things. You, I think we do have to have that dialogue. We do have to have this, this discourse. You know, I, I think you know clearly there's a, there's a political slant to the podcast right now, yeah. but I think it also, you know, I, I had big guys that are big crypto influencers. Like, figure that out. It, you know, just uh, just interesting conversations, trying to do something a little differently. I wanted to do it on Rumble because it's actually a free speech platform, not like YouTube, where you know if I say something like I think it's ridiculous that men are competing in women's sports, and like where are the soccer moms that have been going to these games for twenty years while their daughter's scholarships are getting poached, like. And, yeah. Oh my God! You can't say that. You must go along with the narrative. And mm. you know, a four hundred pound dude in the weightlifting competition of the female Olympic <laughs> team, like, is totally normal. And you must accept it because trans women are women. Uh, like, give me a break. Yeah, These people I, are clowns. And it, so, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I try to I try to say what I what I say. But because we do it a lot, you know, in studio and people are there, I, I don't want to invite some of these lunatics to my house while we have our <laughs> studio set up either. So I got to play it a little a little careful. You know, if you look at it now, you you've uh, you've been on TV, you know, for years now. You uh, are definitely intelligent. You you like to talk, and then you got Tucker, who's a free agent. You've got your uh, sister-in-law, who's on TV all the time. I and mean, there's there's the makings of another network or some sort of online thing where there's a lot of free agents that would be able to come together and start something that would be be pretty good. Yeah, listen, I think that'd be interesting. I mean, this whole notion, again, you know, you know what happened to Tucker is terrible. It's like, you know, you have a dissenting opinion, someone who calls out even those on your side. It's like, well, no, no, we can't have that. Like, you know, listen, the right is going to be, you know, maybe not as bad as the left, but, like, uh, there's certainly a thing. You see the the writings in the last, you know, two weeks since the Tucker thing. It's like Republican senator secretly tells media that it's great that Tucker's not on the air because it'll make supporting the war in Ukraine easier. I'm like, wait a minute, but like your people don't support the war. Like the people who elected you don't support the war in Ukraine, but like you're glad that someone's not on air now to call out something that you're doing that goes against the will of the people who elected you. Like, man, I hate these people. (laughs) But that's, that's exactly the, that's the unit party, right? They, they, they kind of do what they want. And in DC, there's no real consequence for failure as long as you're playing ball with both sides. And, you know, you'll end up on a board of Raytheon. And as long as you're making 100 million missiles and <laughs> using them, even if we don't, even if there's no appetite to actually be at war from the people, you know, that's how you secure that money and that board seat. And that's your income forever. And your friends get rich. And the only people that actually, you know, suffer are the American people who have to pay for it all uh, and get nothing from it. Well, I think they've uh, they've learned a little bit of that in the last three years or so. I mean, people really saw the difference between uh, what it was what it was like then and what it's been like under Joe Biden, and the possibility or the idea that this could happen again for the next uh, four years. 
I think is uh, it changed a lot of people's opinion. Uh, I'm happy to have you on. I'm glad we have a relationship. The uh, the podcast is available exclusively on Rumble. Uh, you can go to rumble.com forward slash Donald J. Trump Jr. You can find it easily there if you just put it in the Google. And, of course, Donald Trump Jr.'s book, Triggered, is out. His dad's got a book out called Letters to Trump, which is available at 45books.com. And listen, I know... That's, I know a, that's a cool one, Mike, because you, you, you want to talk about hypocrisy. That It was literally going through the files and cleaning out, like... You know, stuff in our offices as we make the move to Florida and all that. And it was like all these letters from, you know, presidents on both sides of the aisle, royalty at this, all these people kissing my father's butt for, you know, a, a 40 year career. Uh, and, you know, Oprah and Alec Baldwin. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh my God, like we got to, we got to show people just how fake this world is. Meaning you could be a big fan of someone forever. And the second you put like an R next to your name as a Republican, uh, you know, all of a sudden it changes. So yeah, this that's sort of a walk down memory lane and a, and a tour of sort of history, but also perhaps uh, an eye opening experience in terms of you know hypocrisy and and what friendship means and everything like that. So yeah, letters to Trump was an interesting little project we put together recently. It was a lot and, of fun, and that's that's funny because like I said, I grew up there, and as a kid, uh, I you know I always knew who your dad was just because of the real estate, but I also knew who he was because celebrities like Oprah. And Regis would always make reference to him. Everybody loved him. Well, he was everybody loved Donald yeah. as like the unofficial guy in New York. And then all of a sudden, you're right. He runs for office, and he oh, he was always such a bad guy. He didn't. He was kicking people out of their houses. And Terrible all. human being. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, listen. It's a pleasure to have you on. I can't believe that we can't get your dad on, but the goddamn Nelk boys get him on all the time. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Spread the word around there. Uh, we, we got a lot going on in the next couple of years. Just know that you always got a, a friend over here, and we're happy to talk to you today, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Stay in touch, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely do that. All right, pal. Have a great day. Donald Trump Jr., thank you. You too. Be good. Uh, Carmen, could that possibly be our phone that is, uh, we have a call waiting on our hotline? It could yeah. be uh, Gio's friend who likes to call in all the time, but I, I don't know because I can't see with him on the phone. It, nothing else is coming up. Yeah, well, I was talking to Dylan during yeah. the And we could just disable that. To try and figure out what. Anything, yeah. Uh, anyway, there you go, Donald Trump Jr. I have to tell you, you you uh, people who hated him, he seems to to have an opinion and make a lot of sense. I don't think he said anything there that was, you know, that outrageous. Where to make me go? You know what? He is kind of a douchebag. You know, the guy has uh, the guy has an opinion. He stands by it. He has no problem telling you. He is a good talker and he is a, a person of interest. I am curious to see how I would like to see how he would do in a situation on a podcast with somebody who is uh, completely opposite of him. I don't, I feel like a lot of these guys who are just famous because they're in politics or they're related to some like Megan, uh, what's her name? McCain. Yeah. I, I've met her. She's a nice girl. And, and you know, uh, I've talked to her a little bit, but I wonder if she was to sit down with somebody um, who was educated on the opposite side, if she would get destroyed, you know? That's why out of all, like, the conservative-leaning hosts, I like listening to Ben Shapiro because it seems like he'll bring he'll bring people on that oppose his views yes. and then just straight up, like, debate them one-on-one, yeah, right. which I enjoy. Which you can walk away from a, a show like that yeah. and say, yeah, I, I like Ben Shapiro, but he was wrong in that, and not go, now I hate him. Trump Jr., He's right. You automatically hate him now because of the Republican next to his name. All these people who are kissing Donald Trump's ass all these years, the Oprahs who had him on a bunch of times. There's a great clip on Oprah from of Trump from the uh, 80s or maybe early 90s 
where they talk about it. He goes, you know, I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'm going to run for president, president. And the whole place goes crazy cheering. And Oprah's like, ooh. Uh. And then all of a sudden he becomes president. And everybody's like, oh, he was never, yeah. never a good guy. It just, mm. It's weird how all that changes. The other thing specifically is the minute I put up, and I don't know if I wanted to necessarily say this while he's on the phone, but uh, the minute I put it up, everybody's like, oh, cokehead. He's on coke. I, I don't know where you get that. I like to tease people. I, I said the other day when I took Afrin and I was feeling better after I... Uh, after I, my COVID, I, I was running around cleaning up my office like I was on cocaine. I get you just get those bursts of energy. And then sometimes when I'm talking, I'm doing the show, I get on a roll and I just start talking like that. I've never done cocaine in my life. I've never seen it. But it's one of those things you say about somebody who is moving fast and talking fast. Here you have Hunter Biden who's on video doing smoking bowls. <laughs> right. And, wrong president's son. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Freebase <laughs> and uh, drugs. And everybody's like, well, you don't know. You've yeah. never seen him <laughs> on top. No, I, I, I've seen the video. It's, yeah. He'll tell you. It's the almost like drug the, problem. the media brainwashing over the past, you know, five years actually works. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not trying to tell you at the end of the day that uh, that Trump is perfect now, and you talked to you heard from his sons, you should um, vote for him. I'm not. It's just I'm talking about the people who automatically hate Trump Jr. just because of the they don't like his father. Yeah, they don't, yeah it's really weird. I, I Eric's been on the show. Uh, Donald's been on a bunch of times, and I always find them to be interesting folks. And Donald, I've met him uh, once or twice. He couldn't be. A nicer guy, like that guy you see on TV, just is a stand-up guy. You know, he just seems cool. I remember one time I I posted a thing that I was going on Twitter when Twitter was really hot. I posted a thing on Twitter and I said, uh, "Going away this weekend with my son to go fishing and blah blah blah." Just like a general thing, and he direct messaged me and said, uh, "Fishing with your son is awesome. That's a great thing." And he were tight lines, and uh, I was like, the, "What a nice thing!" Like he's just a like a nice dude that you know. It's like, hey, have a great weekend. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's it just the way people just vilify and hear and they, it just makes me laugh. Are you sure he wasn't saying tight lines about cocaine? I don't, I, <laughs> don't, uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't that's think not so. a phrase we use. That's not. Yeah, okay. yeah. We? We? Yeah, yeah, the cocaine heard. community? It's like, yeah. In Junior's defense, there's not a picture of him with a crack pipe hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That goes a long but, way. But, yeah. but yet, but yeah, people yeah. treat him he, as if he's been uh, yeah. bringing drugs to kids at school. Right. It is crazy, this the Hunter Biden thing, because I'm on Twitter a lot, and more and more people from the department, there's a whistleblower right now who's oh, yeah. bringing a lot of this stuff to the Department of Justice. And still people are like, they've been investigating it for years and never found anything. So it's all fake. And then it's like, they've literally been doing the same thing about Trump for years. Right. They still don't have any but convictions. It's not, but it's not fake. And the, yeah. it, 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 it's the fact that the guy's in office right now and he's able to pull a little yeah. couple of strings. Yeah, the whole Trump-Russian thing should be such an embarrassment. But it should have been also a wake-up call to people. And you don't have to be a Trump supporter. Just a wake-up call to see how manipulated uh, things are and how... What's being presented to you is things that they want you to see and want you to know. The ex-head of the CIA was asking the leaders of the Department of Justice and other big organizations that work in the Department of Defense to have them sign a letter that said the Russian collusion was real. Yeah. And it was fake the whole time. Well, from one guy everybody hates to another, Dominic Ferriello will join us when we come back from break. Just kidding, Dom. Dom is loved. If you got a legal question and you want to talk to Ask the Dom, my suggestion is to get on the line before we go to break, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. And then we come back, Ask the Dom joins us in the studio, and we will take your calls next on 1025 The Bone. You're listening to The Mike Caltish Show on 102.5 The Bone. And now, another bone traffic update from the Safe Touch Security Traffic 